Hey, Wanda, I need to do some yoga outside. What? In this heat? Yeah, maybe we just listen to Chatterbox Radio. Let's do both. Chatteranga with Chatterbox Radio. Chatterbox Radio. Thank you for joining us this episode. I'm interviewing Talking with Lindsay. She's turned into such a great friend. I know God puts people in your path for a reason, for a lesson, for a blessing, for both, for so many reasons we can't even imagine. I just happened upon talking with Lindsay and hearing her story, and it just touched me so deeply. I know we talk about difficult topics on these episodes, but they're real and they're happening today and they affect so many of us. It's affected my family. We've lost family to alcoholism, but I don't want that to sway you from listening to the story. But just listening to these stories on how it changed people, I think you could probably identify it with that some way, somehow, because I have. It's in their humanness and their vulnerability to want to share it with you. My goal is to always bring a smile in some way because life is heavy and laughing just eases some of the pain. It physically releases chemicals in your body that helps you heal. So I use it as a healing method as well. I hope you don't take it that I'm being insensitive. I've dealt with each one of these problems, these tragedies, these issues with people that I know and that I love. So come with me and listen to what Lindsay has to say. Listen to the things that she did to help her change, to help her keep going, to help her not give up. So let's welcome in Lindsay. So we got Lindsay here. I call her Linz. Linz. So Lindsay and Tara are twins and they're so stinking cute, man. You say it like we're 20. <laughs> no, but y'all are. It, they feed on each other. They finish each other's sentences. They're like one big giant spirit in one. And they're so, their energy is so contagious. And this is what I pick up from y'all. You have been through your struggles. You're real about it. You face them head on. And you seek to know more and be the best you. And you really want to help people. That's what I pick up from both of you okay. so strongly. And then you're watching your sister go through this, yeah. right? And her like spiritual experience. Did you two go through that? Like, because you have a story as well. And you, you're not recovering alcoholic because you're done. You're yeah. over. Mm -hmm. But was it at the same time? It was 45 days after Tara quit drinking is when I decided to quit drinking as well. All right. So, so let me ask you this. She calls you. She's telling you this. What are you thinking in your head? Thinking, okay. I mean, I was honestly at a very broken point as well. Um, so it wasn't surprising when she told me, but I just um, thought, well, that's going to be easier for her. Her husband is in recovery. You know, he quit drinking. But Tara and I have like, we're identical twins and we're not even that separate in terms of those twins you meet that are so different, have different friends. We always have the same group of friends. We have the same personality in terms of sense of humor and everything. We have different, you know, ways yeah, of doing things. And they're completely different yes. or there's twins that are just yeah. so the only, similar. It's like the, the same different person. different is our taste in men. The only thing. <laughs> really? Yes. Our taste in friends is the same. Everything. Our taste in men, completely different. But that's a good thing, though. Yes. Could so we've never imagine? fought over You're like, no, men. I like him. No, yeah. I like him. 
<laughs> like, no, he's too pretty for me. Um, <laughs> I like the cowboys. Um, we've always done everything together. And even in our drinking, we enabled each other so much. Like when she was fresh in it with the babies, you know, she was at home and like, oh, man, I wish I had another bottle of wine. I would like drive over to her house and bring her one because we lived a mile apart. Oh, wow. So we went to college together, lived together, same major, worked together. Same major? Same major. What's your major? Worked together. Communications. Oh, wow. Started yep. Started a business together. Um, but so it wasn't surprising, but my husband still drank and he was, he's not an alcoholic. Um, in fact, now that we're older, he, he has a couple beers, but he wasn't, when we were younger, we were heavy drinkers, like major heavy drinkers together. And so me, it was kind of like, well, I don't even know what this would look like for me, but I said, I'm going to take some time off. So while you're not drinking. So I took, we're getting ready to go on a vacation and I took 45 days off, you know, kind of worked on my fitness more, feeling really good. First day of vacation, we all went as a fam- as families there to go see my father in Santa Barbara. And the first day I was like, all right, you know, I made my 45 days. I'm going to start having some drinks, um, had drinks. We all went and hung out as a family. All my brothers and sisters were there. Everyone's drinking everything. I had my first nine-month-old baby. Um, my husband and I got back to the hotel and I don't remember anything at that point. Um, we were out of baby formula because, again, I was like having to pump and dump because I was drinking again all the time heavily. Mm-hmm. He left to go to the market to get um, baby formula and came back. And I was passed out on the hotel bed with my nine-month-old son crawling around on me. No. Yeah. And to this God love you. <laughs> I can't believe like I'm so in a different place. But to this day, it's like that was my I woke up the next morning. He had to tell me that because I don't remember that. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. He's like, no, no, you just need to calm down and slow it down. I was like, I don't know how to slow anything down. Like, that's just not me. You know, that's not my personality. I am done. I have waited. I had my first child at 35. I had waited for children. Like, that's all I ever wanted. And I'm like, I am not fucking this up. Like, I'm done. And I never looked back on it, like, for the longest time. Like, just never looked back on it at all. And went through the meetings, did recovery that way. I didn't have to go to rehab. Um, Again, I had a baby, so I just tried it that way. My husband was very supportive and just got sober. And it was the most incredible thing. And to have my second child two years later and to not wake up with hangovers with a baby and to be able to breastfeed the whole time as long as I wanted to and just everything changed. Feel clean. Yes, to feel clean. And And another thing is alcohol loosens you up, makes you have fun, but it's a depressant. Yes. And if I drink it, it makes me depressed. Yep. And gives so, me anxiety, major anxiety. Like I know that it works day. for people and they yeah. like it. And I'm not saying alcohol is bad. You know, I'll have occasional glass of wine, but yeah. I used to drink a lot heavier. I wasn't uh, drink, you know, a lot, lot, but I drank a yeah. lot more. And then it's like, why do I keep doing this? It's just making me feel worse. There's people personality wise that can handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, they really can. But when when you start to feel like, you know, you feel that shame, you feel that guilt. You feel that it's just not resonating. It's not right yeah. for me. You know, that's yeah. that's when you know that it's or it's creating problems in your home life and your family. I mean, mm-hmm. the first year I thought my marriage was a total mistake. And then I realized when I quit drinking, holy shit, I have a really awesome husband. Like, I am the problem here. I am the one who is creating all of this misery in our family life. You know, that are out there struggling with this exact same thing. Yep. And they're believing that lie mm-hmm. of, 
what did I do? I made a mistake. Yep. You really didn't. You're making the mistake by what you're choosing yep. every day exactly. to make yourself feel good. Exactly. So here you are. You're in the hotel. You get, you, you're woken up. So you just realized that you've been given this most precious gift, this baby, and you've you felt like I about screwed all that mm-hmm. up and that exactly. could be taken away from me by what I'm choosing. Exactly. And that's right when you said, that's it. Yep. I'm doing it. And like Tara was saying in her podcast, it was like, for me, like I describe it as, um, you know, it's a knowing. It's like looking up and knowing the sky's blue. Like that's how I knew. It wasn't a fail. It wasn't a spiritual. It just, I knew. And I knew right then and there, this is it. It's over. Instant. Yep. Wow. And I never like looked back on it. I'm not saying that I didn't have bad days where I was, you know, ugh, having to deal with my own like issues. That's when I realized I'm a control freak. I thought I was super like laid back. Awesome. No, I realized when I got sober, I am a control freak. And I think I, the drinking relaxed me and relaxed the social anxiety and relaxed the need to control because we did struggle a little with my whole like, you know, I'm a kind of a time Nazi. And so we struggled. My controlling took over in other ways, you know. I had to realize, like, maybe that's what I was self-medicating a lot of my things, my neuroses about myself that I didn't really dig. And then I've learned over the last, you know, years of this, like, to learn to embrace the parts of me that even aren't so great and to use those for good. Because, you know, I am a control freak and a time Nazi, but, like, I get my family there on time, you know, and my husband cannot. So that's not his gift. (laughs) Right. And so I've learned to work with those, but relax and recognize when I'm not get so like wrapped up in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a lot like that, too. Yeah, so definitely. So what do you do to help yourself? Because I'm the same person that you are very high energy, but that can be great. But then when you spin out, it's this anxiety and um, like so much so that it will take over my body my whole body will start shaking yeah like mm-hmm. so you know i gotta have to take breaths or whatever but i want to know what is your routine what is your kind of schedule because you have to create a whole new one when you go yes. through something like that in the beginning um you know i had a again i had a nine month old so it was the gym it was yoga weightlifting you know cardio for me that was the stuff in the the several years prior. Did you know I, to just start doing that? Or did I'd you always, just kind of I always looked? tried to work out, you know, but then I got into yoga and yoga really helped me because for that one hour, like especially like vinyasa, for that one hour I can't think about anything but keeping my poses and breathing. And so I realized that just started changing my breath. And um changing my breath, changing my mind, changing, you know, that's what I mean, my breath, like stop, relax. Um meditation like yeah like meditation be in the present moment yes it's so hard with a personality like that it's probably the the hardest thing in the world just to be in the present moment because your thoughts constantly racing and mine was in the beginning i didn't start meetings right away um for about a month because tara and i were in california we stayed there at my dad's like the husband's left and went and so i stayed in california i started reading the book the AA book and then i just started reading my bible and as much as AA helped me like, gosh, I think the 12 steps are something everyone should do in terms of you just learn how to keep, you know, your side of the street clean, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. You learn to look at, well, how am I affecting this interaction? You know, Mm -hmm. it's just a great way to learn your boundaries and other people's boundaries and where's your part in it. But for me, like God changed every, I always had a relationship with God, but it was a help me, help me. I was always anxious and always overwhelmed. And what can you help me with? Do you feel like you're always asking? Yes. Help, 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 Yes. And now it's. Yeah. It became about like, just, I'm good. I know I'm okay. Like, where do you need me to be? And where do you need me to go? What do you need from me? 
it became less about, you know, make this go away. Cause he's like, I'm trying to tell you this isn't working. And as soon as I got that, I was like, okay, well, so now tell me where I need to go and what I need to do. And the Bible, like reading my Bible every morning. And I got into real, those plans on the Bible app mm-hmm. and doing those. And just that really just kept me focused and centered. And now over the years, it's changed and it's meditations. And I've interacted, you know, I've interjected crystals and oils and I've turned into even weirdo hippie than I already was. And, <laughs> you know, because it's fun and it's your journey. Yeah. And I want to encourage others to do the same thing because instead of immediately, here's the challenge. I challenge everyone. Instead of immediately judging whether it's right or wrong, stop and say, is that bringing them closer to love? Is it bringing closer to their creator? Is it helping them be a better person or try, you know, because I feel like people, if they see or hear something and they're not doing it right then, then it must be wrong. Or I got to hurry up and get that before everybody else does Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's not a race. It's not a competition. The thing is with the spiritual world and God, there's enough love to go around for everyone. It's the whole thing of how can you say you love one child more than the other? And I explain it to them. I said, love multiplies. It does not divide. And if you really know that and believe that, it changes a lot. Yep. Because you, 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 you realize you can love yourself. You, you do have worth. And so I am worthy of that. And if someone says you're not, why do you care what they say? Yes. Because usually the reason they're saying it, it's because they're trying to justify why they're not doing it or whatever it is. So whether it's oils, meditation, you know, whatever, you know, we were just spraying, what was that, that Palo Santo? Because it smells so good and it lifts me up. Yep. Just makes me feel a little bit better more grounded, mm-hmm. I guess. No, I mean, it's true. But that's that's true about the judgment. You know, I mean, I'm sure you'll have people who will turn this on that don't have a relationship with God and will probably immediately want to turn it off and shut it down. Yes, and like, ma'am. I don't want to listen to that. Yes. You know, and it's not about that. I don't judge people if they're currently not in a relationship with God. And I'm not here to bring you to God. I'm not one of those who like going to talk to you about it and make you uncomfortable and bring you to it because my relationship with God has evolved over the years. And it's not necessarily, quote unquote, what like a, maybe a church goer's relationship with God looks like, or, you know, there's so many different forms and avenues. And that is one of the blessed things about AA is that you have to go in there accepting a higher power. So many people go in there and don't believe as God. And they're like, well, you can accept that door right there as your higher power, as long as you're going to, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, what is that? You know, but it, all the people you talk to over the years, they ended up recognizing there is something more. Right. And right. I, see the person and I'm trying to get to them because and I probably won't ever know who they are maybe it'll be on the other side of heaven but there's somebody out there that needs to hear this stuff and help them and such a wide range of people to reach people I think completely alone you know and nowhere to go or no one's talked to them about anything more than that Christian just hurt me so I hate Christians yep I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. We're all humans. We're judgmental and they're so judgmental. Yeah. And, 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 We're all spiritual yeah. beings we having like to, an earthly experience. Yeah. We like to put people in boxes to feel better about ourselves. And I, 
I try very hard not to do that anymore because I'm I've been guilty of it and same you know I'm, I've I was a people pleaser that was probably one of my issues and why I medicated a little bit self medicated and now I've gotten very good at speaking my truth and I've lost people along the way because of it and that's been painful but at the same time if you're not gonna you know like me for who I am then we're probably not on the same frequency anyways in this lifetime and you know you were brought in for a reason and now you, you can go for a reason. and I, I think of those <laughs> i think of those times too of you know i was i feel like god just needed me to drop a little seed in there and yep. maybe he'll water it in two years when somebody else comes by and it'll grow and it'll get them curious but i yeah. do know what you mean um I feel like as humans, most of us leave situations or conversations and we process. And and if we heard something that was uncomfortable, we immediately start to unravel it because it's our brains trying to make sense of yep. something. And what you were saying about, you know, this journey and what you went through and reading the Bible every day, it's about consistency too, don't you think? And it's the little things and they build on each other. Mm-hmm. The you read every morning and then you would work out and this kind of thing. You don't see the whole change that day, but in 30 days, you're a different person. And then almost nine years later, it's nine years now, almost nine years later, it's like the Bible is a habit for me. Mm -hmm. I have to in the morning, even with my kids, they know it's like, I love you. I'm having my coffee. You don't talk to me for either like 15 minutes, even if it's only 15 minutes, like mama needs to do this to get right. So I'm going to be right for y'all. I do the same thing every morning. I do. I do. It starts off my day and I feel like I don't know what's going to happen today. How many times have we had things just come up and the worst things have happened, the best things have happened. And I just, I kneel right there. I look at that cross every morning and I just say, Jesus, align my day with yours and protect my heart, protect my mind, like help me, you know, with this life. And And then I'll lose my shit one hour later. Yeah, exactly. So what are those other things that you've gotten into, like when you're in your journey and you've discovered some things? There's some things that I have. And you are a Christian. Yeah. And you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross. cross Yes. And he rose again. Yes. And you believe in the Holy Spirit. I do. The God of Moses, Abraham, all that. And you have a gift. And I believe the Christ power is within all of us. And you're not supposed to say that either. But I think we have, you know, because they... The way they portray it in a lot of churches is we're damaged, horrible sinners that need just his grace to survive. And I believe that we are born from God and Christ is in us and we are not horrible and damaged. We are amazing and beautiful and powerful and we can heal ourselves and we can even help others heal. Mm-hmm. By the power of God. Yes. by the That power lives of, inside you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping we're moving into a world where people are going to start being able to barter or charge for their gifts because we all have so many we haven't tapped into yet. And and it would be nice if people could, you know, so many people in the last few years with COVID have just been, my job doesn't resonate anymore. I'm going to start making jewelry. I love making exactly. jewelry. I'm going to start, you know, or something like that. It's changing, I believe. It is. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. There's a shift yes. in that for There's sure. A, and in the last year, more and more people are like, this just doesn't resonate anymore. This isn't who I am. It's like, they see the programmed rat race we're in and we have to get out of that. And 
It's like with all the damage COVID did so quickly in two years, I hate even talking about it. I don't want to give it any power, but we haven't seen over the last 10, 15 years, the damage we've slowly done to ourselves and our children with like social media. It kills me, guys. Like I right now, I'm like, what have I done to my kids? We've all, we've all done it. Yeah. We've all done it. Even mine. I'm not going to say they never get on a pad and play a video game. I'm not going to say ever, never. But, you know, the social media and the Instagram and the Facebook and it's just, and we slowly introduced it and let it happen and it became a babysitter and it, and it, and it looks and so good when he's so quiet and yeah. he's on his phone over there so quiet mm-hmm. and I can get all this stuff done. And then you wonder, you know, why they're depressed all of a sudden and why it's, you know, yeah. or why they've become so self-centered that it's about them because it, on social media it has to be about you. If nobody's liking your shit and nobody's looking at everything you're doing, you know, it's all about me. It's, I I know. And then it goes to hitting the, the dopamine receptors. So yeah. like a drug in their brain. And so it actually does that. Yeah, because, so. you know, Miles said that in his. Yeah. He says it's almost like yeah. nicotine. It is. And it, mm-hmm. but it actually does. It hits a dopamine receptor wow. every time they log on and they see something or they participate or whatever, where they actually have rehab now. No. social media addiction. Yes, oh, yeah. electronic addiction for kids. Like kids that get so angry and violent and wow. they actually have rehab for that. My oh. seven-year-old acts like a total spaz if he's on something. Like once in a while, they get some time. But after, he'll act like a total spaz. It's like mental flip out. And I'm like, you're done. Like get off, go outside, play Legos, do whatever. And within 30 minutes, he is like He's completely a calm again. This is major. Yes. It's the whole, I hate having to tell him no. I hate, I hate it. it. I hate yeah. it when they look like they're like, I've been at school yeah. all day for 10 hours. All I want to do is just wash my phone for a little bit. And you're like, it kills me. I want to yeah. give them everything. That's the problem. Yeah. We love these kids so much. We want to just give them everything. Yep. And then look what it does. Exactly. And it's been a decline over like such a, like everyone's like COVID, COVID, COVID. It's like, dude, what have we been doing for 15, 20? I mean, yeah. longer than that. I didn't have it growing up. You know, we didn't have social media yeah. growing up. And, I know. How lucky were we? Thank yeah. God. Like, oh, kick I a, tell my kids all the kick time. Kick a rock or something. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Leave it on there. Well, Tara and Lindsay, oh my gosh, my teeny best friends. I love them so much. I think we're triplets. Yeah, we could be. We could Just be, quit yeah. calling us cute and adorable because we're like 45. What should I call you? I don't know. Everyone's always like, you're so adorable. They always said, oh my God. They said, you hate that? Is that like a pet peeve? Huh? Sounds like all compliments. All compliments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to Chatterbox Radio. If you have a great story that you want to share to inspire or encourage or just reach out, please do email us at podcast at chatterboxradio.net. Until then, imagine breathing in all the love, all the joy that you can possibly imagine, filling yourself up. And go be a blessing to the people around you, because they need you.